Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Oblivion Spin Presents. It's laundry day. It's your boy, Eric. I am recording this on a Monday, so it's not laundry day. It's meal prep day, baby. I'm doing something I've been wanting to try out, which is I'm not at my desk recording. I don't have my headphones on. I'm not doing anything, like, in a way that would be good, normal, or conducive to recording a podcast episode. You're on my kitchen table right now. And I'm going to do my meal prep. And no, this isn't because I have time management issues. I have time management solutions. Okay, I also have time management issues. So this week... Oh god, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, I'll cut that out. This week, uh, in the kitchen with Eric, we are making some uh, quote-unquote Buddha bowls, which is um, one of my favorite really lazy dishes. Am I all echoey if I talk like this? I'm talking into my rice cooker right now. Uh, I'm going to make some rice and some quinoa and roast some vegetables and uh, hard-boiled some eggs. So I'm just getting the oven turned on. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I do stuff like this. Like, it seems like this is obviously not the best idea I've ever had. But it also seems like it's fun. And I think that's why sometimes I do podcast episodes or, like, zines and stuff that I know aren't really going to work out right. Is because if, if I only do stuff that I know is going to work then I never try any of, like, the fun, goofy shit, because I get in my head, like, oh, everything I do has to work out. It has to be, like, a good, you know, product or whatever. And I don't make products. I make nonsense. Pure, unadulterated nonsense. Hang on, I'm just grabbing my rice. It lives in my pantry. What kind of rice do I want? Do you guys think, like, jasmine rice is good, or should I go with the short-grain rice? I'm going to use the short-grain rice and, like, some quinoa that's almost, almost empty. I do this thing where I never, like, finish stuff. I also don't clean my rice cooker, but that's, it'll rehydrate. So on the trend of doing things that don't really make sense for me to be doing, which we've already discussed that this podcast in general is one of them. I don't know anything about audio. Uh, I know a little more than I did, oh God, like four months ago, because we, uh, we launched on Halloween, so we've been together November, December, and all of January. Okay, three months. Happy anniversary, guys. Uh, the day I'm recording this, it actually is our three-month anniversary. I, I didn't get you anything. But, uh, I mean, did you guys get me anything? I think I think we'll just call that, like, even. So I decided a couple weeks ago that I really wanted to try out making comics. Um, I made a comic in one night, like a comic zine, on New Year's Eve. Because I didn't have anything else going on. And it was just, like... It wasn't like a long narrative. It was just each page 
was its own little shorty comic. And the theme of the comic was my masculine first. Sorry, let me just get water for the rice. That's one cup. And two cups. A lot of rice in that baby. No, the theme of the comic was masculine first, and I called the zine the obligatory man zine. Because one thing, like, I've always kind of tried to avoid making stereotypical comics and work around transitioning, because I don't really, I don't really think of myself as trans, I think of myself as like a regular guy that just has an interesting hobby of going to like way too many fucking doctor's appointments. And, like, stabbing myself once a week. But nonetheless, um, it was crass, it was, it was goofy. So I decided this week I really wanted to make a sequel for it, and it was going to just be about um, how I don't have a dick. But then, you know, in my head, it was this super funny, ha-ha comic, but then when I actually started making it, it turns out that that's really upsetting to write about. So instead of just being like, haha, japes, my life is so humorous and quirky, you know, it talked about a lot of my apprehension about, uh, you know, doing this whole business of all of it, all of it. But it was really rewarding, not just like the comic I made, it's uh, Obligatory Manzine 2, and it is, the uh, subtitle is, if it wasn't, from the phrase that comes up throughout it, that it has to be funny, if it wasn't, it would kill me. But I learned, you know, a few things about myself making it, because it was the most amount of time that I really spent thinking about the things that I was writing about. They're things I try really hard not to think about. So that was kind of rewarding. But then also, making a comic is a lot of work. My girlfriend, like, has been working on comics for years, and I always give her shit that she hasn't finished them yet. But she actually plans hers out. What I did was every night this week, like, I just sat down before bed. In my bed. Yeah, I mean, like, past bedtime. And I just sat down for a couple hours and just drew and wrote, like, all these different things and ideas I had in my head. And I didn't really have to, like, plan it out a whole bunch because, obviously, uh, it's my life, you know. Uh, for legal purposes, it's all fake, and I made it up. But realistically, you know, it's all, it's based off of experiences I have had. So, you know, you don't have to plan it out the same way. I mean, I guess maybe a better writer than me would have planned it out. I think I spent about 30 hours total 
making the whole thing, and it's 30 pages. Sounds about right, like about an hour per page on average. Um, but I think it's really freeing, again, to keep doing this stuff that I know I'm not going to be good at, because the difference between the pages and the panels that I made near the beginning of the project, or even just like looking at the first manzine versus the second one, the improvement is drastic, and it's just showing again the only way to get better at stuff is to try it out, even if you suck at it. But also, I've really been thinking with narratives and storytelling and stuff, God, who cares how good your art is and how polished it looks and how, you know, all those little minutiae. Telling stories is, like, one of the most important things you can do. And I really hate the idea that we kind of gatekeep storytelling based off of someone's skill level. That's always been my issue when people get um, snippy and weird about, like, bad grammar or spelling mistakes. As long as it's, you know, in some way legible and readable, it's... Like, who the fuck cares? Like, don't... It seems so classist to me and ableist to get upset if someone uses the wrong type of your or, you know, uses the wrong homophone or whatever. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, check... Check your privilege. Check yourself. Don't let that stop you from telling a story. Like, don't let skill level stop you. I mean, just in general, the idea that things have to be good to be valuable is weird. One of my favorite art forms, actually, is I really love the kind of folk art and outsider art that is not like what we would think of as, you know, air quotes, good. Like, it's not perfect proportions. It's not, you know, super refined or anything like that. But the style and, like, the expression without having to be photorealistic. I mean, that's one of the things that kept me from wanting to make comics for a long time, is I thought that my style wasn't serious enough or good enough. The oven's warm now. Uh, I thought that my style wasn't serious enough or good enough for the type of comics I wanted to draw. But then you also think, I mean, people draw comics that are just stick figures. Just fucking tell stories, you guys. Don't... Don't let other people's expectations of you stop you from getting your voice out there in a way you want to be heard and seen. Because, you know, your experiences and stuff, and even just the stories you have in your heart and your head, are worth putting out there. But part of what got me, like, fixating over working on that comic this week, besides who I am as a person, um, I mean, that's a big chunk of it, is why I finished that in, like, one calendar week, um, is I'm doing a, a project this year, which I call Enjoy 52. And I've posted a little bit about this on my Instagram. But, you know, obviously thought that I would chat about it here a little bit too. In some previous years, I've picked some sort of media or something to consume that year in the number of 52. That's, you know, averaging one a week. So I've done movies in the past, I've done books in the past, 
and this year I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I didn't really want to limit myself too much setting goals. And the reason I do this is I have a really hard time, like, just sitting down and enjoying things. Like, I always want to be working on something, I always want to do things, I always want to be creating something, like, I can't really sit still. My, my fucking therapist told me that for some people she recommends, like, meditation and mindfulness, uh, but that for me, the scariest thing she can think of is me sitting alone in a room, uh, staring at a blank wall, trying not to think about anything. She encourages me to have thoughts in my head at all possible times so I don't have a mental breakdown. So, this year, instead of kind of limiting what I was going to enjoy, I'm just going to enjoy 52 things. So, so far, for uh, week four, it was drawing comics and eating CBD gummies. Uh, a previous week, it was the album You Haunt Me by Sir Sly. Um, one of the other weeks, it was working with paper clay. And then one of the weeks, it was just literally the concept of Buddha hand citron. Uh, I got one from the grocery store and was obsessed with it. And in a way, like, it helps me be kind of mindful and remember to enjoy stuff. And, like, there's a lot of books and stuff that I want to dedicate time to this year as well as part of my, like, Enjoy 52, is that way I could be like, okay, you know, this week I'm actually going to sit and read the zines or whatever I have next to my desk, which that might be my week three thing. Week three, week five. I think we're on week five. Uh, that might be my thing for week five, because I have all these great zines people sent me, and I haven't sat down and, like, fully read them. Sorry, I'm setting a timer so I don't forget my eggs. I haven't fully read them because I just... I don't know if other people do this too, but sometimes I worry, like, that I won't enjoy something enough. So then I don't look at it at all. It's like, oh man, I don't, you know, I really want to be in the perfect headspace to enjoy this book. or, um, And I know other people do it because I have people tell me sometimes that they're like, oh, I got your zine, uh, but I haven't, you know, had the the perfect occasion to sit down and read it. And it's like, there isn't, there isn't one. You know, read my shit while you're at, like, a fireworks show. Like, you know, read it one sentence a time while you're, while you're having a pee. I, I don't care. And I know rationally, like, it's better to just enjoy things in, all, in small snippets if you can't focus to enjoy it all at once. Sorry, I'm cutting a spaghetti squash in half. It's a big boy. Ah. Fucking fight me, bitch. You are gonna be dinner. Ah. I don't think there's... My girlfriend says that there's nothing like quite as terrifying as watching me cook because I don't, I don't use recipes or measure or do anything correctly, but it, it turns out fine. That's... That's a lesson, guys. It turns out fine. One other thing I wanted to talk about. I don't know if I finished my previous thought. Um, but whatever. Is I have a life motto. I have a couple life mottos. But one of them that really takes people, like, 
captures people's whimsy is enjoy more citrus. Like, I have other life mottos, too. Like, I, I, to exist is plenty is, like, the Oblivion Spin motto that's in a lot of the OSOs. Um, Don't Gotta Fly, Falling is Fine is another one that, like, I actually have a sticker with that on my microphone, which just means, like, you know, it's fine. You don't have to succeed at stuff just as long as you're getting out there. Um, but the one that captivates people is enjoy more citrus. Back in, I want to say 2015-ish, 2015-2016, uh, we were driving up I-5 from Oceanside, California-ish to, oh no, what the fuck? That's not what you want to see in your squashy squash. There's a little mold in here. It's okay. We're gonna just extract that. Um, to Sacramento. We were driving up from Oceanside to Sacramento. And uh, there's this stretch of, like, nothing. There's a lot of stretches of nothing. I mean, that's like... It's a, it's a reasonable... It's a reasonable little trip. Um, so there's a lot of stretches of nothing. And in one of them, there's a lot of farmland... And on the side of the road, there was just a little billboard that was hand-painted, I think. Uh, and it just said, enjoy more citrus. And it didn't say, like, eat more citrus or buy more citrus. It just specifically, enjoy more citrus. And I decided, like, at that point in my life, my motto had been, since 2010, it had been, when in doubt, draw a lizard. And that was when I decided to change my life motto. And it was actually like, I remember on that trip, sitting in the car, stuck in traffic, actually going from, on this great detour from Sacramento to like Humboldt County. And we were stuck in traffic, and we'd been stuck for like an hour, and I just remember whipping out a pomelo that I had in my purse, and just fucking slicing into it in the car. I was just like, yeah, my, my motto is effective starting immediately. I'm gonna, you know, enjoy this citrus. And it's hard to, like, describe exactly what enjoy more citrus means to me, because some of it is literal. Like, I fucking love citrus fruit um for a little bit the uh yuppie grocery store i think whole foods but it's like a more regional equivalent um right next to my work was doing these citrus sampler bags where you get a fucking bag of citrus for you know whatever per pound and it had like eight to ten pieces of citrus in it but, like, just one of each. And then it would tick off on, like, a little list on the front what you got. So it's, like, all these different oranges and tangelos and grapefruits and, you know, fancy-ass pomelos. And then they stopped doing it. And I was so heartbroken that when I went grocery shopping this weekend, a friend gave me a lift. Usually I walk. So I just bought, like, five different bags of assorted citrus. Because, you know, you gotta, you gotta enjoy 
that shit. I'm not going to get scurvy, ever. Um, currently, I'm seasoning a spaghetti squash. I got my vegetables in the oven with some olive oil and spices, and they're roasting. Um, and then I'll roast the spaghetti squash next. That'll be for dinners this week. After it's roasted, I will probably mix it with cashew cream and maybe broccoli. Oh, what else am I supposed to make? I can't remember. Oh, burritos. Fuck. Supposed to roast the potatoes for the burritos, and I forgot. Maybe I won't do burritos this week. How's your guys' 2022 going? I keep forgetting it's, um, 2022. I keep forgetting a lot of things. Like, I've, I have some really exciting stuff coming up in the next couple months that I'm really excited to share with you guys, um, but I can't share it yet. But it's really surreal because it's like, I know rationally it happened, but then it's also dead to me. It's like, no matter what I do creatively, like what I make or what I accomplish, uh, you know, after I do it, it feels like I never did it. And then I, it goes back to feeling like I've never done anything or made anything. And it's really wild because I have people telling me that I make more stuff than any creative person they know. And I just can't conceptualize that. And I don't know, it's something I think about a lot, having like the dysphoria and the dysmorphia and everything with, um, you know. But I think there's a lot of ways that we just don't see ourselves the way other people see us. And it's really hard. Um, I think it's really hard right now for a lot of people too. And it makes me want to like go around and like find all my friends and just grab them by the face and say, I see you, this is what I see, in a way that they'd understand it. Like, I've just noticed that a lot lately. Like, everyone's so burnt out with everything that's going on. Burnout's not even the right word. I mean, just, I don't know. I feel like we all had low self-esteem before the pandemic. It's not gotten better. I read, like, a little post i think it was uncredited i think it was just like some tumblr screenshot that's floating around but said something to the effect of when someone shares something they're excited about with you they're not just sharing the thing they're excited about they're sharing the part of them that is excited and i think that about that a lot you know i mean we've talked definitely before about social media and metrics and everything and I'm often now, like, thinking how to honor when people are sharing things and how to really make it come across that they know that that is having an effect on other people. Because, I mean, I talk to so many people that are, you know, writers and artists and just making these amazing things, and I definitely try to express what it means to me when I can but all of them still have the, kind of the same thing going on that I do, that they just don't quite see it. And it's weird to have that blind spot. And unfortunate, too. I don't know, I don't have a... I don't have a solution or, like, a good message on that one. Except, you know, enjoying things and letting people know 
what they mean to you and even just what little stuff that they do means to you it doesn't have to be like wow you wrote a book that changed my life but even just man you, you posted some memes that were pretty funny and i needed that laugh i think maybe right now with all the stuff going on in the world that we can't do anything about it's good to know once in a while that the stuff we are doing matters something like that i made crumpets the other day I don't know if you guys have ever had crumpets. I had never had a crumpet. Um, but I had some crumpets that I bought at the store like a week or so ago, and then I found out you can just make them, and it's like a cross between an English muffin and a pancake, and they're actually really easy to make. It's a little fiddly, but they're really fucking good. No. I'm looking at the time on this episode so far, and it looks like it's time to grab from the jar of prompts. Um, which I'm going to keep doing, like, I don't know if anyone does these prompts, but I'm going to keep giving them to you guys, like, someday someone is going to send me one, or something, or, you know, maybe not. Let me go grab the prompt jar. I wish you guys could smell it, it smells like roasted veggies, because I got a whole bunch in the, got a whole bunch in the, um oven right now just like carrots i found some parsnips in the back of my fridge that have been there a scary amount of time um little baby zucchinis they're really cute and little um some baby corn like just raw baby corn was cute anyway here is the prompt for the week oh i like this one uh i mean I'm not biased, because some of these are god-awful, even if I wrote them. What makes something beautiful? So that is the prompt for the week. And I think that is a... That's an interesting one. But I also challenge you guys that... You know, if you're the type of person that's like, I want to do a challenge as a community, we are now a community. It's not a lot of us, um, the Oblivion Spin presents podcast community, but we are strong, we are mighty, we are dedicated. Um, enjoy 52 things this year. I know you're getting a late start, um, because it's already, you know, almost through week five, so you don't have to get all 52, but I want to hear... If you guys decide to do this with me, um, with enjoying one thing a week, let me know what it is. The rules I'm using for myself is that it has to be something either new to me or something rediscovered. So, like, I counted doing paper clay sculptures because that's something I did when I was, like, in my early 20s and haven't touched in a long time, so I, like, re-got into it. I wouldn't count something that I personally do every day. Or, you know, I'm not gonna count, like the same cupcake that I buy every week at the bakery. But, you know, it can be anything. If you, you know, if you want to go to a new restaurant safely, try a new flavor of tea, just whatever you want to do. Um, tell me about it. Tell me what you're enjoying. And I will share them if I get responses otherwise I will keep you guys posted on what I'm doing I'm using the hashtag enjoy52 in 22 
with 52 and 22 are nu numerical. I'll put it in the um, little description. So if you guys want to enjoy stuff with me um, and tag it on Instagram and stuff, you, you can do that. Otherwise, um, the only housekeeping news, <laughs> which is what these are for, is for housekeeping, um, not just for me to vibe. <laughs> but I don't, I don't always have as much housekeeping, and if I miss one, then you guys message me asking what for can I have the next laundry day. So I gotta, tr I try to do it every other week because I miss y'all. Um, I did start up a buy me a coffee little website where you can tip me if you're enjoying something that I do or you can buy zines and stickers and stuff there um, I'm not doing like Etsy anymore or Patreon because I can't Patreon I couldn't do because I cannot commit to making something that's good enough to my standards every month that was too much for me with life going on Sorry, my eggs are done. Um, and then with Etsy, I just... They keep changing stuff that I don't like. Like, it used to be... Like, the big one is they made it so that you have to include tracking with any order over $10. And there's no, like, real super good way to control that. And my issue is I can't afford to ship my zines as packages because I try to send them as cheaply as possible and still make, you know, a tiny bit of money off of them. So it's just not worth it to me. So buy me a coffee is very kind of cut back. That it still lets people support monthly if they want to. And then lets me offer things lets me offer things like zines that instead of being like a big ordeal with tracking numbers and blah 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 I can do it the way I've always done it and just put it in an envelope send it out offer it as cheaply as possible um, and it's a lot easier for me to keep track of and less stressful otherwise um, gosh I'm gonna get back to meal prepping like I said I you know, I don't have any anything pressing or urgent, but I never do. I love all you guys. Make sure you're taking good care of yourself and, you know, watching out for your mental health and everything. And I will see you next Tuesday. Eric out.